describe investing to me like I'm 12. Yeah. And then... So uh, basically to me. So <laughs> <laughs> and then as to why you might think it's important for young adults to get into it, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, investing, sort of repeating what I said before, is is really finding either something that you see value in that you hypothesize someone else seeing probably more value in it later on down the line. Welcome back to Switched On, a platform for mob like you and me who are looking to learn and grow from life's experiences in order to fulfill one's potential, becoming more switched on in the process. Enjoy the episode. Bloody oath, it's good to be back in the booth with you, Bubba. You've been away, but it's great to have you back. How you going? I, I'm good. It's good to be back. Um, yeah, it's lucky we had that the bank um, of potties because, uh, yeah, the little trip sort of put a little... Spending the works, but mate, I'm glad to be back. Good to be back in the booth, and uh, yeah, I'm excited for today's podcast because it's uh, gonna be a good one for me because I need it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. So am I. So yeah, we are joined by Ben Kostrich. How you going, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me, fellas. Um, it's an awesome suite, uh, and I've been looking forward to it. It's my first time being a, a guest, usually on the other side hosting. So, nah, pleasure to be here. Well, awesome. So if you don't know Ben, Ben's the host of the uh, Market Bull podcast as well. And if you don't know, if you don't follow him as well, but he's also a floorball champion. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely been my uh, niche and passion for way too long. Uh, but yeah, an advocate sporter. I've always enjoyed just the, the freedom and it's been a... Yeah, an unpopular sport, uh, but progressively, at least in WA, it's now gotten to the point where you don't have to awkwardly explain what the sport is as much. People are sort of more attuned to it, which is quite pleasing. Um, and yeah, taking me all over the world, which has been awesome. So yeah, it's my little uh, weird little niche or hobby, I guess you could say. Yeah. But yeah, I love it. So Epic, man. And uh, yeah, the Markable podcast. Can you run us through that just quickly? Yeah, well, it's a, pretty much it's a, a podcast that we started about six months ago uh, along the lines of interviewing. CEOs, hedge fund managers, just experienced business professionals uh, across the world as to you know what they're doing, how they've got there and, and really like insights into their companies and just the way that podcasting have blown up uh, and just popularity and, and demand, it just felt like a really nice well opportunity to, to sit in a room with these really, really interesting characters and just pick their brain because you know you really wish that you'd get the chance to do this on, on every day and, and I get the, the privilege to sit down and really yeah, have a yarn with them for, yeah. for an extended period of time which is awesome so yeah it's been great fun epic good stuff um yeah i mean like myself i've been kind of into investments and in stocks since the crash of yeah. covid and like dad just hopped me on there but we'll get to a bit more on that in a second we're just gonna ask the question as we always do with our guests so um if you did something this morning mate to get switched on let us know yeah, well, I mean, I've uh, I did it for a while in summer, and now I do it. It's just the cold shower first. Hey, thing in the morning. hey, my yeah, man! I've probably seen too many Instagram reels <laughs> or TikToks or whatever that's giving me the incentives. That's not my original idea, but just find that like, oh, it's just so uncomfortable. But geez, it freshens you up and mm. gets you alert. Um, so yeah, wouldn't say it's every day, but did it this morning. It's. Uh, yeah, it definitely kicks you into gear. That's uh, sure. It just wakes up the nervous system. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I do the same. What about you, Braden? Uh, Mate, this morning, um, mate, I've changed it. I've changed the routine. Yes, there it is. Uh, mate, as you as you would know, Ben, because you're a frequent listener, <laughs> I'm very, very traditional, very routine-based, very structured, but I hadn't been running for a while. So I actually changed it up uh, in when we were in Zambia, but I am uh, just went for a little little light jog this morning, which is, which is nice, changed it, and I've gone from meditating to breath work, so yeah, I um, swapped that up a bit, so... 
um, probably listening to too much Andrew Huberman <laughs> <laughs> with the breath work and, and with the whoop band. So yeah. that's my uh, that's my change up, mate. So it's nice. a bit of, a bit different. Yeah. And then actually, yeah, switched on. Actually, when I watched Jules do his presentation today, and mate, if that doesn't switch you on to life, then I don't know what does because it was that good. Oh. Yeah, you were saying he was he was on he was, he was on, on one today. Yeah. Yeah, it was very very impressive. Yeah, good stuff. Mm. Yeah, I was actually on the on on the breath breath exercises today but it was it was a bit uh, challenging because i had a bit of a blocked nose <laughs> so like oh this isn't working yeah um but i still get a bit out of it so that's mm. good anyway we'll um we'll jump in so conversations around money can be a bit heavy sometimes right but um i think it doesn't have to be that way so that's why i wanted to get someone of your prowess then um yes, okay <laughs> <laughs> um, with a bit more in the know than than what Braden and i have because i've got i got somewhat of i think surface level mm. um i guess knowledge around it and um i i would just encourage like people our age or younger that they only know things about money and finances and investing they just you root the benefits in the long term so um yeah i guess one of those questions like how did you become interested in in this field of um finances and investing yeah well you touched on it before the the pandemic uh crash uh as much as it was uh frustrating for probably people that had been in there before me really captivated my attention uh i mean the combination of working from home um naturally you look for other hobbies or breaks to do in your spare time um you know along with the, with the work of course but uh, the attraction of just learning about the stock market and investing and movements and just being more attuned to what was going around and happening around the world excited me mm. uh and I, I think naturally that whole progression of of learning about it i remember um my mum and me really started it became like a relationship in, in regards that we both got really excited we both like learning and educating each other um and then what we sort of noticed was that uh they had these books that they got uh years ago um it was just these trading um trading books and one of the the aspects of it was saying that oh you know the night before you you want to buy a stock make sure you let your broker know and i was sort of reading this being like oh this wasn't you know that long ago this book was written but like geez a fair bit's changed now yeah. you can go on my mobile phone and just chuck in a buy or a sell and and have a lot more control but a lot of the learnings from that sort of became the foundation of of what I wanted to pursue. And uh, I think naturally along the way, it's, it's been an interesting and volatile experience. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> mate. Um, I think some of the, the great insights that I've had over my time is that, you know, the, the 2020 made everyone feel like a genius, uh, a famous quote, <laughs> I wouldn't say famous quote, but um, one of the, one of the gentlemen that I interviewed, Rick Rule, uh, his, his famous quote, and he learned it when he was younger was that he got mixed up uh, brains in a bull market. Uh, yes. pretty much saying that you know when everything's going up you're fantastic you're the smartest guy in the room you <laughs> you know exactly what to talk about and then uh, naturally 2021 and really still until now it's been a lot more difficult and uh, yeah it's, it's burnt me it's burnt a lot of people but it shouldn't really dishearten you in regards to you know the opportunities because you know fortunes are made in bad yeah. times not saying that I'm on my way there but it's sort of you know it's not the time to, to shy away maybe not be as uh, intense and reckless potentially in your, your choices but you don't want to really look away from any of this because there's always opportunities out there so yeah. that's really a, a insight into how I got into it and yeah clearly still infatuated with the industry so the, yeah. the whole uh, aspect of it so awesome mate yeah that's that's really fascinating and like I mean I'd also like to know if you I don't know kind of tuned in or read any like the 
the well-known books growing up, I guess, because, I mean, I remember I got put on to, like, Think and Go Rich, Napoleon Hill, mm. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, books like books like those from, like, I don't know why I was reading them at, like, 16, 15. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it kind of put me on that path, um, and I think, and then, yeah, mum and dad obviously bought me, like, the the um, Barefoot Investor, the yeah. classic. Yeah. Um, I haven't read that one haven't yet. Haven't read no, that no, one? No, 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 no. I, my girlfriend's got a copy of that, which her dad is always encouraged her to read, and I think she's just left it there, accumulating dust, uh, <laughs> probably just exposed her there a little bit. But, um, no, I mean, my exposure really haven't necessarily been, like, a like reading of books. I remember as a kid, there was some form of game and I can't even remember what it was, but it was all about learning the idea of, uh, I don't know, it'd almost be like a monopoly sense, but more about accumulating and trying to attain a certain proportion of wealth or or structure to then almost win a game, but teaching you as a child about the idea of, of being patient, but strategizing it a bit more. And of course it's all, you know, paper, money or whatever um, and wasn't as uh, you know I guess ragesome as Monopoly sometimes gets but uh, that was like one of those I guess early interactions that I had that unfortunately I can't even remember the name of the game but that was I remember just that and it just as it's gone on just interactions with people uh, and conversations has always geared me at least and then self-research the internet's always a helpful source so I've definitely um, utilised that a fair bit over the time so it, yeah, it's really just been, um, as you see, it's like a, you open a door and just see where it takes you. And that's really the, the story of how I've ventured into this space and still super excited to like learn and, and continuously improve myself in it. So, um, you touch, I'm going to touch on two things. Firstly, Monopoly. <laughs> Rage is the best yes, way to yeah, yeah, yeah. game. Do you actually like the game? Because I don't. I think it goes for too long. Eh? Oh, <laughs> oh, it no, goes for too like, ages oh, as well. I've never, I've never completed the game. No, it's. Uh, I think everyone sort of, as soon as one person is, is in the doldrum of, of just fuming, uh, the game sort of just yeah. dies. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm a big Catan fan. So that was a Catan. Oh, I got okay. massively into that during um, uh, COVID with a few mates because couldn't do sport time back to the floorball we all decided to meet up on a Thursday night in a group of four and, and play Catan and take out almost the competitive frustrations in a very intense game of Catan yeah. uh, which was yeah a, a good thing that stuck <laughs> with us to now so yeah so and my second thing was you say in terms of the books you haven't really read too many so where do you get your so like uh, advice I guess who's your people you follow in mm. this area or in in this industry uh, I mean, there's a there's a local guy that I've found. He was on YouTube and he was one of the ones that my mum has, I guess, followed for a long time. Um, Gary Davis, uh, specialist share education. He's got a YouTube page. It's just a local uh, Perth-based uh, guy. And I thought you were about to say Gary V for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, you know, he hasn't got a, a massive following, but the community he's built, he just, he's a very, very educational fella. And I've learned a hell of a lot from watching, he posts like a, a Sunday video recapping just, you know, Australia and the US market sentiment. He talks about the commodity aspect and there's the, the membership side of it where you can, you know, again, sign up because everyone's got to make a buck. But the educational component of that, he really does help, you know, people learn about so much more of the fundamentals of, you know, what sort of trader or investor you are and what opportunities you're looking for. And of course, none of this is financial advice from anyone because at the end of the day, um, you've got to make the decision on your own. But um, that's been like, 
instrumental in, in me learning. And then, of course, I've got a really good mate of mine who I met again during the, the pandemic that has really become, um, oh, yeah, solid mate and an entrepreneur with me and or more, more so him. And I'm just sort of <laughs> tagging along and learning from him. But he's had immense experience in the investing side of it. And I've sort of just really enjoyed having conversations with him. And, you know, I think the freedom not to be afraid to ask a silly question with him has been quite um quite helpful because you know you sort of going into a space where you don't feel as comfortable you don't yeah you, you almost want to hold back and not ask something that you think is going to be perceived as silly mm. um but having a guy that you know has, has done a lot of it and for a long time uh gives you the the backbone to be like hey look i i really want to learn about it what should i be looking at and bounce ideas off of you know crypto or if it's stocks or if it's real estate or if it's fine art or rolex or whatever yeah. sort of investment vehicle you're looking at um and then, of course, you know, there's countless of, you know, you scroll through, you know, YouTube or Instagram, you find like a clip of something interesting. Um, I listen to a lot of just your CEO conversations um, about like their learnings and I don't really take that to note. But it's, yeah, it's not really a, you know online course that I've done or even it's just been, you know, taking the almost the, I wouldn't say gamble, but just the confidence to go out and just start speaking with just people. Just chasing your curiosity, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's the, the, the fun of it all is that if you want to go into this space and you want to be more comfortable with it is you've just got to have that curiosity about it. So that's a good word. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And I, I like even coming with that, so we've all got different relationships with money mm. and that's and I guess that's mainly brought from the ways that we're brought up from a mum and dad and how our families have like had their mm. strategies in, in their way. And so we've all been brought up differently, I guess. And, and you're right. And like, we're trying to look for ways, especially with this conversation that we're having today is like, how can we make these conversations around money a bit more accepted? Cause I, yeah. like, I feel like, yeah, like we were saying before, like there's, there's a certain, there's a certain, like, I guess, fear or there's this mindset that people tend to like not want to share it because mm. I mean, fair enough, because, um, Yes, yeah, like it, it can it can be that aspect of fear. Yeah, um, it's just like oh, you ha- you have more money than me. It's like I don't want it, but like if we can, I guess, open that up, and then in a, in a way remove like the the, e- the stigma and the yeah. egos, like come from an aspect of like wanting to learn. Mm. I think is like what you had mentioned before, like with your mate. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm really happy with that, and hopefully we can touch in a bit mm. in, this, in this episode. Yeah. It's when you bring that up, it's gets me thinking. Like I'm gonna bring up obviously um the afl side of things like because you're an 18 year old kid you get drafted you get this money and that was it was actually a real big challenge for me like in terms of the money side of things because once you people see you get drafted they think you're on 500 600 700k or you sign a new contract it's like oh he's just you know he's on that money it's like well no it's only actually the very limited to actually get that money but that's not the point the point is like i was real like, i got to save. I'm actually not on, like, you know, all this thing. And then it's like, well, now your friends think this. Now, they, what do they think mm. of you because you're on this? Like, now do they think you're too, you know, too special? Or, you know, just because you've got, you can you can afford to buy a new car or you can do this. Or I was real, like, money shamed, if that, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, I was really, like, because growing up, I was supported a lot, like with with money. People, my mates, buy me things, and and family buy me things, and and then when I got that, it's like, oh, now like you just feel like I had because I didn't know about money too much, and I just always felt like, you know, how do you, you know, still not feel like you're 
because you've now got a good contract or a good salary, and that's in life anyway. Like how not to, I don't know. Fear of losing it? Yeah, the fear of losing mm. it and then the fear of like, oh, if I buy you something or you're going to think, oh, just because you've you know, you got money mm. now, like all this sort of thing. And I think that's where that, the fear or talking about it, like I never told anyone what, what contract I was on, the money I was on. And the same with what I'm here now. I mm. don't tell anyone what mm. my pay is or anything like that because it's, I think it's a thing for you and you don't have yeah. to share it. If you want, you can, yeah. but like it's, that's where, cause that's when you can start comparing. Like if I'm like, oh, Tom, what are you on? Like, it's very toxic. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And then you compare it to your mates, and then they compare it, and then like you can really—that's when you start to damage those relationships. And it's not just the relationship with the money; then it becomes the relationship with family, friends, you know. And I, I, I think it's a great point that you touch on because, like, I, I felt shame and guilt around it for a while. Mm. So yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it, it is. It's one of those points where, you know, we're living in such a world where everything you do is is really in the public domain. Um, and, you know, there's no doubt social media has brought its benefits, but the way that people uh, self-promote themselves is, is great, but it comes with the backlash and, and the sorts of the toxic behaviours. And uh, I think one of the, the keys with this, this whole money conversation, you know, is that it, you don't necessarily need to, to flex it to people. It's not about that. It's more about like everyone's got their priorities of what they want to spend their money on and just accepting that. Like, mm. you know, you see everyone at the moment, like lots of people in Europe and having a great fun and, <laughs> you know, and then you might think that, you know, someone's here spending up to, to buy a house or put a down payment on something yeah. or, or someone's trying to get the fancy car. And I think that's what makes like, a, a people beautiful because everyone's got their own I guess, attraction to certain uh, investments or what they want to prioritize their money for. And, you know, even if you don't agree with it, it, you don't need to shame people for it because that's what brings them pleasure. And if you're a a good person or even someone that's just, you know, get get along with people, you should just be able to be happy for them, maybe disagree with why they're doing it, but that's that's not the point. You're meant to sort of, relish the opportunity to be like hey look like you've bought a sick new car like awesome mate let's go for a spin Mm. um but you shouldn't be like you know telling someone else oh how dare you do that like you know i want to get a house and he's gone just bought a silly car for no particular reason or whatever it is i think it's um it it comes a lot of that and and yeah like especially these days with just everyone being so public about themselves you still got to realize that there's conversations or even just you know people not everything needs to be in the public space which is also a you know, a valuable point, but yeah, the idea that, you know, everyone wants to do better, I think should be encouraged. Like it's, yeah. you know, you, you want people uh, taking the risks or being entrepreneurs or, or just doing what they want. And even if they don't just like respect them and yeah. just be happy that they're on their own path. Yeah. I like that. And I like how you just, you talked about, you know, everyone, these people in Europe, they might want to buy this. They live like, I just watched, if you haven't watched it really, uh, if mm. you're in the NFL, watch it. Quarterbacks. I'm mm-hmm. getting through that at the moment. Good. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. if you've got to the point where... Um, Can I spoil this, please? No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, oh, what's the um, Vikings? Oh, it's, um, oh what's I've his I've name? I've yeah. gone blank. blank. Anyway, the I'm, Vikings I'm quarterback, sure. right? His missus dresses him, right? Dresses him <laughs> for games and, and buys his clothes. But she mentions... Uh, sorry. Yeah, no, I think this is early on. Yeah. So it's for anyone that hasn't started watching his spoiling for. Yeah. yeah. You... you um, <laughs> He just he'll just wear like a you know basically like a Kmart shirt or mm. something like that because it's like well I don't need to go and wear a Gucci or a Ralph Lauren or whatever it is like they like these clothes they're basic like just because you know he's on like he's he's obviously on millions of dollars but mm. you know some people can have millions of dollars and and still do that and it doesn't like it doesn't matter like he's still 
he's not shunned for it. He's not like judged for it. That's just you know, it's him. He's simple. He even says it on the show. Like, yeah. You know. Well, like Jimmy, um, Mr. Beast says the same mm. thing. Like yeah. that that dude is on astronomical yeah. amounts of money. Like it's just ridiculous. But like he even says like I just drive a normal car. Yeah. yeah. Literally. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like it's like goes huge into philanthropy and stuff. It's, it's, mm. it's and you see it all the time. Like people like living below your means. Yeah, like mm. NFL players that have still got their car from when they were, you know, in college. Like I seen one the other day, a little snippet of it, and he goes, I just love the car. Like. What's the point of getting a new one? It exactly. still works. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? like, yeah, exactly. So I think that's like a that I just love those little stories. It's like, you know, he they don't they've got money, but they don't care. Mm. Money's not their driver, which is um, it's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like there's I'm a big basketball fan, so I mean, mm. Tim Duncan has always been known yes. for wearing like, <laughs> oh, just you know, just yeah. whatever he wants, but he just yeah. doesn't care. And then you look at you know, like his success in his career, you'd almost uh, I guess stereotype him as the complete opposite, but he just owns it. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, uh, I think Kawhi Leonard's in this similar grain where you know his personality's not so much, under the radar. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't necessarily make all the noise. He's you know, arguably when he's healthy, one of like the best players. In, in the sport but you know for whiskey some, takes leftovers yeah like you know it's just <laughs> uh, there's these there's these great stories and, and yet you know even if they are in the public space people know that that's just part of who they are and mm. there's I'm sure there's still haters out there there's haters for everything these days but it's just about like you know being comfortable with who you are and just knowing that you know like I'm making that decision and just stick by your guns because at the end of the day like trust your gut comes into a lot of things and it's hard to have a you know a tough wall up to not let noise get in um, I think everyone's a you know, deals with that from the, from their own battles. But like you know, the stronger you can be, just accept who you are and have a good loyal group of mates or just people around that you can lean on. Just makes it so much easier. So yeah, and I'm <laughs> I'm so glad you touched on that because yeah, one thing that money, yeah, <laughs> I love it. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> money, money, like <laughs> money is a big contributor to mental health. Yes, so that's yeah. why I'm glad with going into this direction mm, now. Yeah. I didn't know we were going to go into this, ah, so I'm glad we are. Um, I love this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, money, like, yeah, a great story that we use here, happiness goes, Robin Williams, which is so sad, right? Mm. Like, comedian, TV star, Logies, Global, all this, had all this money, but committed suicide, unhappy. Like, yeah. money doesn't bring happiness. Yes, money can change the world because you can't really it's really hard to change the world and do things without it. I, I can admit that. But it doesn't, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you're happy. Yeah. And it can bring a lot of mental health issues, right? So I just, that's why I'm glad we're going mm. on this path. And what you just said, it's knowing who you are and not letting that define you. And it's like, well, okay, yep, I don't have a, that much money. Okay, I do have a lot of money, but no matter what, that I don't value that. It doesn't mean anything to me. Like, mm. not anything but it doesn't describe the person i am and it doesn't create the happiness just because you know i can't buy this coffee doesn't mean i'm not happy mm, like yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. i just love how it does dive into into it um even equally like on the other side of that like when you have the money but like in in terms of like earning the money as well so people will think like oh um i'm gonna i want to do this job I might not enjoy it, but I like it, oh, it pays the yeah. pays the big bucks, right? Yeah, like like fire for workers, right? So, uh, I I do like the saying as well, like do what you're passionate about, and the money will follow, kind of thing. Mm. So, um, 
I think that yeah, that could be a good thing to go by. But yeah, it just depends on on your on your on your wants and needs. Like if you got some short term goals and you want to do that, like any long term goals, something to be aware of. Mm. I agree, and it, that's the point of like you know what stems your value. Um, like you know, especially like investing, like the whole concept. Uh, you know, if you're looking at it, it's just what you hold value in, and the hopes that someone else also sees that value potentially increasing. So yeah. if you're looking at anything in in life, you know the the investing. St- almost concept could go from going to stocks to cryptos to you know the fascination now with collectible cards like i kick myself for throwing out my pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards <laughs> you know like yeah and it's it's that you know one man's trash is another man's treasure like yeah. all these these phrases you hear as a kid or even growing up you go like man if i had the patience uh you know who would who would have known in <laughs> hindsight is helpful as well but you know the the idea of that you know it has to be a certain type of investment is really something you don't need to really worry about because you know you see people with shoe collections i've got mates that have got truckloads of sneakers and i don't really see the appeal of having shoes that you don't wear because i'm a functional guy i play Mm. sport i go through all the shoes all the time and it does my head in more so having to buy new shoes yeah exactly but you know (laughs) uh, the idea that there's now don't judge shoes bro Exactly, but I'm like happy because you see now, like you know, there's there's like marketplaces where they have live tracking of mm, value, eggs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's like that. That's because there's enough, there's a big enough community that goes. We see immense value in certain shoes and certain styles that over a period of time, I can see it increasing, and therefore, mm. you know, either for intrinsic value that you know that you've got it for your own collection, or in the hope that later on you can transfer that into monetary value to then potentially go do something else like you know get a get a house not saying that shoes are going to buy your house but you know along those lines that well even when you're younger like, like yeah. i remember growing up in bunbury and like, i was like 16 17 one of my mates just just like living down the road had all these shoes mm. and like like all the consortium like collabs and stuff and <laughs> you think you've made a made a bit back which is pretty, it's just it's just that mindset mm. but um yeah you, you touched on it you, you actually transitioned very nicely and I, w- I wanted to do it but um yeah so i'm just on the topic investing mm. so um two-parter if you can sort of describe investing to me like i'm 12 yeah and then so at, basically to me so <laughs> <laughs> and then as to why you might think it's important for young adults to get into it i guess yeah well i mean investing sort of repeating what i said before is is really finding either something that you see value in that you hypothesize someone else seeing probably more value in it later on down the line. Um, and that's where, you know, any form of investing, like almost the, the keys and everyone comes to this realization is it depends what sort of schedule you're on. If you're, you know, a six month, if you're shorter or if you're, you know, one to 10 years, mm. it's all about that idea of, you know, if you looked to yourself, if you could tell yourself something 10 years from now, what would you say? What would you have kept? What would you have done? And, you know, that's the, I guess, the fun of the entire investing concept is that you never know what might have value. I'm not saying hoard everything. Sure. Um, but it's like if you find something that you generally believe passionately could go in a different direction, like a trending upward to channel. the moon, yeah, to the, to the moon. Um, then, then why not? Like you know, hold on to it. There's no uh, urgency to to get rid of things and move things, but that all comes down to your ethos of it, what you actually want to do. And uh, you know, with, with investing in particular, one of the, the things I learned is when you do start dabbling into to you know, stocks or uh, crypto or whatever sort of traditional asset investing you want to mm. do you've got to have an idea of like a, a game plan like yeah. you know are you trying to put in a certain portion of capital 
for you know a five-year plan and then therefore these volatile shake-ups that we're seeing almost every couple months in, in the markets at least. Doesn't really matter. Exactly, because yeah. that's not part of or something that you need to worry about. But given there's definitely, that's the whole idea of you know blocking out the noise because there is a lot of noise and yes, some is probably valuable at moments in time. But if you're looking at, at markets and way that money moves over time, it's almost almost a no-brainer that some some of these good quality assets that you invested the probably have ships. Yeah, yeah they have they have the potential to be a fair bit higher in ten years and and if they don't I mean that's the I guess the acceptance that you need to make that you know okay I need to cut my losses and, and walk away and that's the thing that everyone's really good at doing is is buying something um, no one's very good at selling it uh, especially yeah. when the chips are down and yeah. that all stems into yeah, like who you are as a game plan, what's your risk profile, you know, and most importantly, yeah, what your long-term or your game plan is because that should help structure what you actually want to achieve. Mm. No, I love that. And like, it's a very good overview and then just looking in front of that perspective. But as it, as it, it is a bit of in, in itself a rabbit hole, like mm. the, the, the more you learn, the like the further yeah. you go down and like, um, and it's a good one. I, I, I mean, I, I love it. I, I, I still continue to every day at like 9am, look, look at the stocks doing, look yeah. what crypto's doing, look at what my ETF's doing. Yeah. Um, but to someone who hasn't guessed, dived down mm. that rabbit hole yet, it's a, it can be daunting. pretty daunting, yeah. overwhelming, just because there's, there's all these different things. And even still, like I'm considering going down some other pathways because, Oh, that didn't really work. Mm. I'm just like, in term, I, was, I was looking for things that might fit my long-term goals a bit better. So, <clears throat> I know if you had some sort of, I guess, advice for um, where do you think would be a good place to begin mm. for for a starter, and and who might be someone good to talk to? Maybe. Oh yeah, of course. Well, again, the 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 biggest uh, thing that I learned was a doing the the research yourself and mm. either getting in forums. There's a lot of uh, just communities out there that, again, it's a lot of people looking in the same boats. It's like you're not really alone. Like there's a whole heap. If you're in Australia, you know, on Facebook, there's you know ASX investing communities where people are just honestly asking questions and. Uh, of course, there's probably infiltrators there that are either companies or whatnot, but most of the time it's just people looking for authentic advice. And even if it's um, you know it's up or down, at least they're putting uh, content out there that you can start absorbing. Um, I mean, you know, where to start with investing? Oh, it really just it is becomes that rabbit hole of, of where you where you get interested in. Like for me personally, um, like the the hobby and the interest that I found was especially with the electric vehicle revolution that mm. we're approaching, um, there's an immense amount of opportunities in there and I see that potential unfolding. So then it's more, well, if that's happening, if I'm looking down the supply chain of, of how we get there, what's going to be important? And a lot of that comes back to, you know, lithium, some of the rare earth materials, you know, and that's the where I've sort of really enjoyed it. But, you know, as soon as you say lithium, you've got, you know, again, 500 different companies to start yeah. looking out and exploring. And that's where... You know, I, I look at a lot of what I do in investing is, you know, if you find something that you're passionate about, then that's where you can actually execute and have enjoyment out of. Um, and this way here, you know, there's gold investors or there's silver yeah. investors or there's lithium investors and people almost know that there's too much. You can't be in everything. So you specialize. Um, yeah. And you hear that in, in work, you know, specialize. So if you're taking that, that the same as like diversify kind of uh, or sort of, but it's more like within each of it, if you 
you sort of specialize in a certain commodity, for example, you'll just be analyzing price movements or what's sure. happening in yeah. a certain commodity because on the commodity landscape, you know, if you did go gold, you could be buying physical gold, you could be buying a, an ETF that tracks you know, the top 50 gold producers, you could be going in and buying, you know, a particular producer or an explorer or even a company that's just listed that's got some ground that they want to explore. And that's the the idea of, you know, the risk profiles of all those are different and where yourself are comfortable going in because, you know, some of these small ones that are, you know, a five mil market cap, there's no shortage of, of you know, quote unquote lifestyle companies whereby they look really pretty, but it's really just a group of guys that can raise some money and then not actually execute and then they just move on. And at the end of the day, that sort of scars your shareholders and then they're almost less hesitant to, more hesitant to, to get back into it. Um, but that's where, you know, if you're looking at these big blue chip stocks, um, I don't think anyone really goes wrong looking at them. And mm. that's where a lot of the managed funds, um, or, you know, the funds that you, you sort of almost get given when you're, you're young and you have to put money aside, that's where a lot of them go in track. So, yeah. Um, blue chips, can you explain that? Oh, yeah, blue chips, are, uh, I mean, my, my understanding is that they're just like the, the top tier global. The, the safer. Australian, yeah, the Australian like top 20 yeah. or, or top 100 companies, uh, probably don't quote me on that. But yeah. they're like so the BHP, Rio. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah Woolworths, um, CSL, um, like they're all the- Telstra, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it, like, yeah. I think the, the way to view Australia, at least from an investing point of view, it's like the big four banks and mm. then it's like BHP. I yeah. think that's like- almost the majority of our um, portfolio from, from investing. That's where all, almost all the wealth is. Yeah. Um, and that's where, you know, like you know, even dividend investing, those big blue chip companies, those top companies that you know aren't going to go under, just continuously, I guess, employ people, continuously make money. Um, they end up paying dividends, which means yeah. you get, you know, a paycheck for just holding on to or believing in that company is going to achieve and that fluctuates but you know even at a small amount it's quite fun when you get a uh, a dividend for yeah, you know bonus, hey? yeah it's like you get you know, even if it's a 10 bucks you know oh, it's a coffee yeah you know? or it's like you know it's lunch <laughs> it's, it's right. like you know you suddenly feel that not that you have to but it's like it's it's nice knowing that you know your patience in a certain commodity gives you like a benefit to then go hey it's not massive some guys make huge amounts mm. for them but yeah you know, even me oh i can get a coffee that i either wouldn't have wise budgeted for oh fair cut why not mm. um you just led into budget, which is we'll, which we'll touch on soon. But you talked about um, real, like probably about three minutes ago, about the authenticity financing. Was it? I think you said. Oh, the, the difference of a, like a lifestyle company. Yeah. So, yeah. But and, like, like, and like the ethics. Yeah yeah. 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 So I'd love you to can you touch on that. Yeah. Well, and that's where it really it comes down to how much time you've got, because uh, and that's where you know I I touch back on the the guy that I follow, Gary Davis, um, because a lot of his ethos is that you know you've got to know like you know what the board has done, who the management are. You know, you can't just have a a bunch of people come in that potentially don't have experience in it. Like you know, we all want to back the underdog in Australia, but backing the underdog is different to suddenly giving them a bunch of money to go, hey, look go and make me money mm. um and and there's a lot of lot of ideas and, and ratios that i can claim i'm not fully <laughs> invested in understanding and i really should and that's what i'm learning but when you've got someone like that can actually do the deep dives into it one of the, the points that always sticks with me is you know if you're looking at anything in life um if the people running it are actually invested themselves usually that's a sign of they wanted to go somewhere when you see a see a company that's got, you know, a, a great board, but they don't have much 
you call it skin in the game. Like they haven't actually invested much themselves. You go, well, why is that? Like, mm. you know, if you're not you're not on the same risk profile as, as an everyday investor or, or anyone, then why? what gives me the confidence to go, well, I want to back it as well if you're not even going to go down with the yeah. ship potentially. And I think that's one of the, the keys at least that, you know, you look for is, is that, that registry that's on almost every company once you can figure out who the directors are and who the main board is if you see them on that registry as well you go oh look they're um they're fine they're, they're they're financially backing this as well it's not like they're just cashing a paycheck and then if it all goes downhill they don't really have much downside so mm. that's one of the because the areas that you always look at but yeah. that's where you said you seek you seek help and there's so many communities out there that people are so attuned to this um and, and the pandemic has definitely accelerated people wanting to do it themselves and there's no shortage of people that are doing this research and putting it out there to in these communities. So that's one of the benefits of, yeah, these, these Reddit or these Facebook or whatever communities, there's all that is out there. You've just got to mm. probably fact check it, of course, because, you know, these days you just want to make sure you also, you know, multiple source and don't just take one person's word on it, get like a few would actually form a consensus. And I, guess that'll- I guess like another example in a way would be like, <clears throat> say I tend to shy away from investing in oil companies and like and say Rio to some degree because of like um, stuff they've done to Aboriginal land and like mm-hmm. the, the environmental effects that oil oil rigs have on the, on coastlines. So yeah. I think that's like in terms of like a ethical mm. guideline. Mm. Um, that. But that's just like um, it's all about risk, right? So I like at, at the end, it's not just okay. I read a blog from Gary V or Alex or Moses all right, I'm going to invest in that just because he did. It's like, well, as a young person, like Tom, you said, you probably would have done a lot of research, you know, and risk is you're not putting in 50 grand on something. Mm. It's like you don't have, when people say investing, it's not I have to put every dollar I have. No. It's yeah. like, God, no. there's like, I can't remember the rule. It's like you you spend 20%, you save 50% and whatever it is, the rest of it, you you can invest, right? Do what you want. Something, yeah. yeah. So, I think it's like a good thing to get across is there's always going to be risk involved. Like I don't know finance, I don't know investing, mm-hmm. I don't know real estate, whatever. But in it is you've got to know that there's going to be risk. But if you can do the back your research and, and actually spend some time, you know, thinking about it, getting advice, then it limits that risk. Mm. But there's always going to be risk and you're never not going to have that, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the whole idea is that... The risk for reward. Yeah. 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 And with cash, I want to... With the risk, cash versus... Um, it's like long-term, is there? There's like a difference. There's like... I don't know how to describe it. So this is my knowledge on it. <laughs> but there's like... Like you can try and get quick, rich quick. Or uh, you can yeah. like long-term, like compounding. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, well... Well, I was going to say the get quick, get, get quick rich scheme. I mean that that's a great selling point for <laughs> get everyone. Quick, rich. Whatever, whatever it is, like, I think the, the the beauty of like you know, some people definitely do it, and with, with a lot of investing and a lot of like stocks and cryptos, you only ever hear people that have done well. They never oh. tell you about the losers. And Mate. nine times out of ten, you know, it's because it is. You know, you don't want to accept that you've you've made a loss, or so you're holding onto a you know the diamond hand, or, or just holding something and hoping it's going to go up. And that is it's just a reality. Is that you know. With all these forms of investing, most of them aren't probably going to do 
you know, a, a five times growth or a mm. 10 times growth or whatever. But, you know, if you get one or two of them, like, awesome. Like, mm. be happy with that. Uh, I think no matter what happens, it's sort of probably a terrible um, analogy to relate it to. But it's like once you put that on the table like a casino, I'm not saying it's like a casino, but what, you have to just accept the probability that you may never see it again. And that's now something that you need to just accept um, knowing that you've done your, your due diligence or you've done your research, it's not as, I wouldn't say it's not as risky, but it's just, it, if you approach it like that, that it's there, I have to be comfortable that if I come back and nothing's there, that's that's it. That's yeah. the decision I've made. I have to, I have to stand with it. And, that's and that there'll the, be another opportunity to yeah. supposedly get it back. And you know that with, um, with like gambling or even with a casino, it's like, you know, any life lesson, you know when you just need to step away. Um, yeah. And sometimes, you know, you just think you're under something, you keep forcing the agenda, the, the biggest awareness stage. And that comes from having, you know, positive conversations, understanding well, maybe it isn't the right time. Mm. You know, maybe I do need to be a bit more patient just because I've gone down at the moment. I can't just suddenly make it all back. It's, it's a tough and, you know, you learn more from these situations than you do when it's going up. Because as I said, you feel like a genius when everything's going great and everyone is. And it's great to talk about these incredible investments that you've made and how great they're going. Um, but you, you didn't really hear much from people last year um, talking about it. And it was a much more difficult period. Um, and that's, you know, I think the, the, the really fast learning curve that everyone went through was 2020 all the way up. 2021 all the way back down and yeah. some and then this year in certain areas it's bound to back again and it's been this absolute roller coaster and uh i think it goes without saying a lot of people have been burnt and potentially don't want to go back but you know that's where you know you might not have actually gone in with the right sort of glasses on to actually approach this idea and concept so yeah nice well so on that if you're how would you i guess give it a little bit of advice on someone like that's you know because our, our demographic mm. our age group is you know around the youth sort of you know there's a couple of you know older people that listen to us but mm. if you're getting started what what would you give like a little tip to i guess help someone get involved or start investing like what's mm. your little yeah um well i know i mean it's, it's very high because it all comes down to your your own circumstances um i mean i've always sort of believe that you want to have you want to be able to make sure you're disciplined with your own financial freedoms or, or constraints before you start doing this sort of investing yeah. um like you know you want to make sure that you've still got enough for your rent or for your your electricity or for your fuel or for your food or whatever and uh, again i don't know what the percentages are but you know have some saving away because you want to continuously have that saving but you know you don't have to start with massive amounts and there's so many even i've done it like there's almost video games where you can test it as if you have money but you're not spending it so it's mm. almost like a a video game where there's no risk and no reward but you can start practicing how you look at potentially charting patterns if you're going for uh, short-term profits or if it's long-term you start monitoring this so you have you know a six-month period where you go okay on this day I hypothetically bought 500 shares of some sort of company I'm going to check back in three to six months and see what's actually happened mm. and then you know that potentially helps build up your confidence to go hey look I don't have to rush into this, you know, I can actually do a little bit of my own experimenting and find out what I'm comfortable with because hypothetically, if you put that 
that fake money into this this game and like again i don't know what they call but there are some i, I haven't experimented with some of them you know you go oh this has actually gone down 50 percent. if that was actually my cash and my investment over six months how would i how would i feel how would i react you know and that those experiences it's not the same as actual money but it almost does highlight hey look like that's a reality check for me am i comfortable in this situation and I think that's a really good start before you even, you know, before you start putting in dollar one. But that's where it all comes down to. Yeah, it depends who you're speaking with. Depends where you're researching. And uh, like these days, there's so many ETFs which are, you know, like a stable. Oh, I wouldn't say stable. Nothing stable, but mm. as in it's like a something that you don't have to monitor day to day. And if that's what you're more interested in, you can look at those. Um, and because no for your everyday stocks, it's a minimum of a five hundred dollar investment, which to yeah. some can be a lot of exactly. money. Yeah, and like what certainly was when I first started, and then and then I found out. And I think it was like last year. I think it was like yeah, an ETF mm. spaceship Voyager. Yeah, um, and then you can set up little like weekly or monthly recurring payments of like $10 or like roundups. Mm. Roundups are yeah, great. So great. like yeah. every time you spend your card, there's like, I know it rounds up to the nearest dollar mm. for and then builds up to like 10 or $12 that f- for the end of that week gets put into that investing thing. So at least it's, it's money that you don't even re- really yeah. know that's going into that. Um, but yeah, so I guess if we were to take a step back from investing, like as Braden said, we wanted to get into it before that, that budgeting mm. kind of mindset because then like I guess to, to prepare yourself yeah. for in yeah. that aspect of investing, well, and, so, and and just everyday life. Well, yeah. Even if yeah, you yeah. don't want to invest, like just yeah, mm. like oh. yeah, a bit of both. Yeah, I, I mean, three, I've always give us three tips. <laughs> oh well, I've um, I'm a I'm a big fan of traveling, and um, yes. one of the the travel cards I use it's a it's a bank called Revolut. Um, and one of the cool features, because all these European and American uh, banks have just got these extra features that for some reason take a while to get to the land down under. Um, but they've got these these awesome features like called a lock. So you can pretty much uh, set a set a timer or set a almost a barrier to yourself to stop your impulsiveness. And you can deposit, you know, for example, uh, uh, set it up as a $100 a week or $50 a week to go into this six-term vault that you can never take money out of, but you've set it as your goal of travel or if you've set it as your goal of uh, buying a new couch or whatever it is. And having that almost, uh, I think, you know, you can eventually there's probably ways to extract the money out of there if you really want to, but it puts that safeguard so that you can become more comfortable in yourself that you don't have to start dipping into different accounts. Mm. Um, so the more you've got, you know, it doesn't look great when you've got like, you know, 10 different accounts or with small portions of money. But, you know, if you can figure out what you prioritize, if you've got your savings, your weekly spending, and then your holiday bucket or your sneakers bucket or whatever it is, and just start trying to build them up. It doesn't have to be massive, but, you know, it's quite rewarding when you see that steadily go up and it's, you know, intrinsically gives you a bit of like, oh, I can actually do this, mm. you know, and it's quite it's quite fun seeing that happen. And then, you know, it goes out saying there's always those rainy days where, you know, suddenly you do have to yeah. make a unfortunate decision like a car repair or something like, like a safety net exactly it's yeah. just nice knowing that you've got that there but it doesn't have to be like a huge one um yeah. and that's the whole idea is that the consistency of doing it repeatedly pays so much more you can say dividends cliche uh, in the <laughs> long run because you know if you if you implement that uh almost structure into your balancing and your financing life and 10 years from now when you do start getting more money potentially 
you actually have that foundation to yeah. go, hey, like I've been given this, you know, incredible salary. And the first thing I want to go do is just go buy this really nice car. But wait, how about I actually structure it so that this goes here, this goes here. And then you've got that financial discipline, which yeah, it's, it's a great word to throw around, but you, know, you can't just expect that you're going to have it. You've got to put it in from an early stage and mm. you can really start whenever. So that's why I was really keen to have this conversation. Like, I mean, like aside from the other things that we've touched on but like the earlier that we can get started you kind of are setting yourself up for success in the future um i guess i mean something that i do myself that might work for others is just like i saw like i i've got um recently bought way money and so it helps just to track your spending um and then in that sense like you can sort of see where your money is going and then coming from my family like and we talked about like how family influences mm. your spending habits earlier um I'm not sure if it's like if it's like a wog a wog thing or not, but like we're the ca- cash c- tends to be king, and we're very like yes, I do say myself that I tend to be stingy, so like always always look for like an opportunity to save a buck or two. Like mm. I'll I'll I won't buy coffee downstairs because I can make one up here, or like I'll prepare my lunch so I don't have to go out and spend another ten fifteen dollars. Or like when I'm out, <clears throat> I just tend to shy away from buying fast food cause mm. just because they're, they're like the little small things that just chip away at your account. Yeah. Um, and then I'm always like knowing that, say, if I'm going to get a paycheck come in and put some into the savings, I know that's like, I'll have, I'll have my goal of, say, saving for a holiday. There's like knowing and like visualizing like, okay, this money is going towards there so I yeah. can set myself up to have a good time. Exactly. In that sense. So um, I guess that could be like a little budgeting thing. Um, and then, yeah, so tracking, being more aware of your expenses and just, yeah, general spending habits. Yeah. Oh, 100% agreed. And it's it's one of those the, the little the little things when you sit down and actually almost talk to yourself and go, hey, look, I'm getting a coffee or two every day, five days a week. What is that over the year? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's a lot of money. <laughs> you just start going, oh, my God. Like, you know, it's fun to indulge in, in some habits. But, you know, imagine if you just cut that back, you mm. know, the lunches or... As you said, you know, coffees and, and food, suddenly it's massive. I mean, I love food, so I love going out for a nice meal. Yeah. But, you know, it's And then like, it's a treat for when you do. Exactly. Yeah. You know? um, and that's where, you know, you just got to find that balance. And that's all stems down to, well, yeah, really it's yourself. You've got to have that tough conversation and mm. find out, yeah, do you think you can do it? There's going to be people that can help you. And honestly, like you can ask your mates and be, hey, look, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to trying to be a bit more smarter. Like, can we um, try and do more board games at the house instead of going out for a pub drink like mm. just try and encourage the almost the conversation in different directions so that you know you don't have to be completely upfront about it but i'm sure everyone would be happy to be like oh look instead of going out to the pub and having you know a palmy and a beer um support your local is still great but maybe do a you know board game and, and have a have a six pack or something or mm. you know, have your have your drinks and suddenly you're saving a fair amount you know and like why not like yeah it's a same, same achievement yeah one budgeting tip that i'll give is um what i do is you just everything off your parents <laughs> so, <laughs> mom you want to go for a coffee yeah yeah so, that always is I'm, a bonus actually, hey? like i really oh you know there's this really nice restaurant your mom you want to go dad you want to go <laughs> that's, that's that's smart mate it yeah. works mate. trust yeah, me it yeah, works sure that work. that's, that's my budgeting tip is just keep sponging off the parents <laughs> and your brothers all right yeah big brother's always gonna pay that's right <laughs> so brandon <laughs> pays my coffee <laughs> yeah i pay for tom's and then they pay and my brothers mm. pay for mine so it works <laughs> but um yeah I, I think they're i think that i've heard of that wee money that's that's a good one mm. tracks your spending and, and things like that but then yeah i think that's a great tip too just 
be open, be just not. I guess it's sort of being vulnerable in, a, in an aspect. Mm. Just you know, I'm trying to save. I got this. Even if it's literally something, trying to save because I'm going for a holiday, or mm. you know, I'm, I'm sick of spending you know 150, 200 bucks every time you go out. Like we can have so much fun, but we can do it. You know, let's go shoot hoops or yep. you know, pay 20 bucks and we all put in. We go shoot hoops for two hours. Like you know what? You know, so many different things. So yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah, um, good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure if there's a whole lot of other stuff to touch on, but I'm I'm, I'm glad that we've like really scraped the surface mm. and, and dive deeper in some aspects yeah. as well. But yeah, um, I'm just yeah. I think I'm pretty satisfied. I don't know if there's, if there's anything else that you want to um, bring up before uh, before we cut up. Mate, I'm I'm still trying to figure it all out. <laughs> like, I got no idea too much about financing, but I've got. <laughs> A few things that we that we like to do that we've we've slowly started to introduce. One is um, one person, right? This is how we're completely off finance now, right? Okay, like, okay. This is done. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right. So this is where we're getting into our, our area, right? Bit of mental health, but we want to touch on one person. I'm going to go one thing you're grateful for, right? This week, and then one person that you want to give a shout out to that's really helped you in the last week. Oh. And we'll go around the circle. Okay, something I'm grateful for this week. Um, I'd probably say like uh, my sporting mates, like tying back into floorball. Um, Sam, shout out. <laughs> uh, it's been great fun, like um, naturally just like playing high intensity sport with them again. Because, um, you know, it's been a bit miserable, the weather, but like we went running the other week on Wednesday. Um, and people in Perth would remember it was bucketing and trees yeah. were everywhere. And there was, uh, you know, seven of us just, gut running it in this horrid weather but you know mate quite enjoyable that we had you know six other brothers all struggling into this headwind freezing but being like oh man like you felt so much better after a run and naturally the, the warm shower mm. um so i guess that's the that's the two or one shout out to the to the roosters floorball club fellas um yeah, and the then yeah yeah the boys and um yeah naturally they're just the the sporting organization very happy with um just everyone there so what about you mate I'll go, I'm grateful for um, mum and dad being able to let me drive their car because <laughs> my car this week, the clutch just, yeah, didn't, um, just dissolved, I guess. It just, oh, it's no. just decided to not work. So I've got to get a new one of them. Um, that'll get fixed this week. But yeah, in the meantime, can drive mum and dad's car. Um, that's it's quite a bit of an upgrade. <laughs> won't want to give it. Won't want to give it back. To be honest, don't don't fill up the tank either. <laughs> yeah. Just give it back. Just on red. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then someone. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll have to go both mum and dad for letting me get that opportunity. So. Mm. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Love that. Uh, me, it's I'm grateful for what I actually like. I'm going to touch on my trip Zambia, but I'm just grateful for the interactions that I had over there. But I'm also I'm like I'm grateful to be. Where I live, have what I've got, you know, running water, shower, food, friends, family, support. Like, I know it's a big gratitude and there's a lot of things, but, um, yeah, like, I'm really grateful, mm. you know, to do that and just to be able to have this opportunity to talk. Like, yeah, it's big. Um, I could have touched on, like, a million things. But um, one person that I am grateful for is is the is JP, the boss, um, just from literally the, the two weeks we spent with him. The support... Um, that he gave me but like you know just just everything we were there did everything for me just hanging out with him building our relationship um yeah really really thankful for for what he's done mm. and then tom and dan on the ground for the switched on because i was i i was 
nowhere for two weeks. I was gone and they oh, were yeah. uh, holding up the fort. So to Dan and, and Tom as well. Yeah, bloody oath. Well, Very cheers, awesome. lads. Um, thanks heaps for the conversation today, lads. Like it was super important. I was I was really keen to get it um get it out there, and um and so yeah, I hope the listeners get something out of it because I mean yeah the if you're interested, getting into investing can uh, and budgeting can help you out and have, and improve your relationship with money going into the future and starting to build those habits from a young age can yeah really reap the benefits going forward into the future. And so and before we go, Ben, just hoping that you can let the listeners know where we can reach you, where we can reach the market bull. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, um, well, uh, naturally, it's a, it's another podcast. It's been, I think we are saying before we started recording, similar timeline to, to you fellas um, started in January. But yeah, it's just the market bull um, podcast with, with Ben Kostrich and uh, the premise of that is is yeah I sit in a room with CEOs managing directors hedge fund managers and I think throughout my journey again learning a hell of a lot speaking with them but hopefully I can share those conversations with everyday people that are either looking to get interested in investing or follow particular companies and it's just that beauty of podcasting the authenticity of it is that you know it's it's honest conversations and um it's been a pleasure so yeah i'm on most of the socials you feel free to reach out and and yeah like again i'm still learning a hell of a lot but you know the beauty of these conversations is that you, you never know where they go so yeah if, yeah anyone wants to reach out and send emails through that there's the uh, i think the emails on there or the website um but yeah of course just yeah be confident with yourself and and enjoy it because yeah, you're setting yourself up for not your current self in a week. It's more about looking at yourself for the next few years, which is the most important bit. So, yeah. Thanks, mate. We really appreciate your time and coming on. I'll be sure to include them in the show notes. Yeah, cheers. And, um, actually, yeah, easy. All right. Thanks for uh, tuning in and we'll catch you in the next one. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you liked it, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, leave a review, all that jazz. We love your support and we'd love for you to continue supporting us. If you want more info and want to know what we've got coming up, please head to our Instagram, chuck us a follow. And even check out our website for more episodes, resources, recommendations and lots, lots, lots more. Links are attached in the description below. Cheers.